This edition of The Wellness Prescription is brought to you by Healthy Planet, helping the people of the world to live healthy lives. Welcome to The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you for joining me today. Kathleen Cameron is a success, life, and manifestation coach, eight-figure entrepreneur, and record-breaking author. In just two years, she built a $10 million business and continues to share her knowledge and expertise with all whom she connects with. Thank you so much for being here, Kathleen. Thank you so much for having me. Your career has evolved and you have taken a huge leap of faith over the last few years. Can you tell us a little bit about the history of where you were, where you have gone, and now where we are today? It's actually wild to even think about how fast things have changed in such a dramatic amount of time. But less than four years ago is when I quit my nursing career. Uh, I have a master's degree as well as multiple certifications, and I moved my way up uh, through healthcare administration into a senior leadership role. Being successful and being driven and kind of going for it was always part of my energy and what I wanted to do. But I only saw as far as my mind would let me see. The more success I achieved, as other people would say, um, you know, things looked like they were going well, but I just got more and more stressed and overwhelmed and busy. And yes, being a nurse and working in healthcare can be very rewarding, but it can also be very overwhelming. And there's a lot of politics and a lot of things like that. And it really had me reflect. And then I ended up sick. So uh, I had to go on sick leave. I was uh, fainting multiple times a week. And uh, what I realized is that I was taking so much on into myself. Uh, in 2019, actually, I quit my nursing career and I said, okay, you know what? I'm not going to go back. In September of 2019, that very same year is when I int got introduced to Bob Proctor, who's my, who is my mentor. And he's from the movie The Secret. He taught me about law of attraction, power of the mind, all that beautiful stuff. And he taught me so much and I embodied it. And by January of 2020, I decided I'm going to teach this. I'm going to help people. I had such significant changes in my life, in the way that I felt, the way that I existed, what I believed about myself, the way I viewed the world. Um, and January of 2020, I said, I'm going to go for it. And I launched my coaching business. We helped so many people. This was right in the middle of COVID. Um, <laughs> and I made a million dollars in seven months and three million in that year. And it's just, you know, the the financial Stuff is just a measurement of the number of people that were helped during that time in a yeah. time when we needed it the most. And then since then, of course, it's just gotten bigger and bigger, more books, more courses, more programs, live events. Uh, and now, you know, we have thousands of people in our community and we're blessed to, to do that. And that all sounds incredible. And I am so thrilled for you. I'm sure that it wasn't an easy jump and an easy decision. And you know, you did you have in mind when you decided to quit your nursing career what you wanted to do? Or were you just like, you know what, I know that I need to change. I just don't know where I'm headed. No. And it wasn't like when I quit my nursing career, it wasn't like, OK, I'm going to quit this job and be a manifestation coach. Like there was a gap. There was this time where I didn't know what am I going to do? Who am I going to be? And like, how am I going to impact people? So it was a leap of faith. It really, really was. And it was before I was really studying myself or this material. So I just knew I was at what some would call a rock bottom. And I knew that if I continued down that path, I was going to end up even more burnt out, sick. Um, and I wasn't going to be the best I can be for my family. And so I remember when I went to my husband at the time and I said, you know, I don't think I can go back. 
And he said, do you have to? And I was like, technically speaking, I don't think I do. You know, we ended up selling our house and downsized to purchase a home that we could afford on his salary alone, just in case something wasn't going to work out for me. I'm in this material now and I teach this and I know that I don't need it just in case. Uh, but back then I did. So it did help. But it felt scary at the time. Yeah. And um, and it wasn't the easiest decision to make. But very, very quickly, I was like, nah, this is it. Like, I want to work for myself. That idea or the fear of failure wasn't strong enough to drive you away from trying to reach your goals as it was, you just knew that you needed to change and you needed to have faith in your abilities. Yes. The big thing is when I look back at that time in my life, because I perceived it so bad, it allowed me to have faith in something else. I think if things were just kind of, uh, it wouldn't have been as much of a driving force for me, but because they felt so bad, I knew that I was I was going to leave and go to something else that was potentially going to be better. Like, how much worse could this get? Sometimes being in that low moment is a really great energy to be in. Yeah. And, and, the, and the reason why I I'm trying to drive this point home is because, you know, even my own practice and my daily life, friends, family, acquaintances, we have all been there. And it's just a matter of how we're going to take that experience. So the thing is, a lot of us will choose to stay because of fear. Because yeah. of the unknown, the uncertainty, and it's and it's not a judgment; it's just a fact. But when you're you're absolutely right, and that's why I love your story because even though you were right at that bottom and it couldn't get any worse, you decided not to stay, and you decided to make a change in your life that was yeah. going to make your life better. People ask me like, "What was it?" <laughs> and I think what it was was this lingering feeling of hope within me. You know, and I just decided to grab onto the hope piece mm -hmm. instead of the, well, this is just how it is and it's going to stay that way. And so I looked to other women, like other women that lived near me that were on social media that were achieving things on their own. And I looked to them as an example of, well, wait a minute, if they if they figured this out, <laughs> there has got to be a way that I can figure this out. And so I held on to the hope that I was seeing and being presented by other women around me. And I love that you had hope. I like that you looked to other women as mentors. And that kind of was your driving force between, you know, to make that leap and just do something for yourself. You mentioned earlier, you know, you, you know, you had have had success in the last, you know, four years, uh, despite what happened in the world. And I hate always talking about COVID, but it probably put a real dent in your not your goals and your dreams, but in, you know, achieving them. Like, were you scared? How did you overcome it? Um, and I know you mentioned that like the financial gain is only a representation of how many people you've helped. So that that's not the driving force. It's how you feel. But wow, COVID, how did you handle all that? When I started seeing things on the news about <laughs> COVID, right? And um, I, I was at the nail salon because I don't really watch the news too much, but the nail salon always has it on. And so the nail salon had like all of the new cases and how close they were getting to us. And could this really happen here? <laughs> like, could this really happen here? In those moments, I, I went to what I teach and I went to positivity and I went to uh, journaling what I would love. And I went to, you know, how could we support one, each one another and help one another? And then when we went on lockdown, I was actually like just about to do another free event, a live event. 
where I go in and I just serve. You know, somebody said to me, Kathleen, like, is it really the time for you to do a workshop or to do a live event on manifestation, how to build your dream life when people's jobs are being shut down, people are locked inside their homes? But what if it's going to be the thing that they can pour themselves into? What if I can be a positive light during a time that feels hard for so many? And so what ended up happening is one of our biggest events that we've had, we had the most amount of people I'd ever seen come onto this live event, and people just loved it. It gave them something to study. It gave them something to watch, something to knit, to do. They started going within. Well, while you're stuck at home and the, the rest of the world isn't working the way that it used to, they started to study themselves and they started to gain resilience and to grow mm -hmm. and, and to build their passion. People started launching business, making money in different ways, and it became so inspiring. And I think it was a tool that got a lot of people through. So I always say the people that were uh, in my energy during COVID and part of my community, they all were really, really resilient and came out having a different experience than most, mm -hmm. for sure. And I feel like resilience really is a key word. Um, I think we all have created, developed a bit more resilience. And in your Diamond Academy uh, coaching, you use yeah. the, you know, the principles of, you know, you mentioned uh, Bob Proctor. What are the four pillars of Diamond Academy coaching? Oh, my gosh. I can't even remember what's on there. I think it's positivity. Uh, what else is on the website? Positivity. Do you, do you want to remind me? Um, I think it was innovation. And that's kind of the one that stuck out. So the other ones we all know we should try to remain positive. We're always talking about that to ourselves, most of us anyways. And if you're not, yeah. you should. Uh, but I love the innovation one. So innovation to me is where it's at, right? How do we innovate ourselves? How do we change our mindset? Because sometimes we can get stuck in our own thoughts. Oh, Yeah. And this is really powerful because I, I said something on my stories um, probably last week. Many times it's the limits within our own minds that keep us where we are. But true innovation for me is understanding that your mind itself is your biggest limit. You know, if you actually understood who and what you really are, you know, we are spiritual beings having a human experience we are not our mind and we are not our bodies. It allows you, that's to me where true innovation comes from because it allows us to step outside of ourselves and say, wow, okay, so to date we've experienced and we've done X, Y, Z, but there's so much untapped energy, so much untapped opportunity that we can actually innovate and create anything that's never existed here in this physical 3D world yet. And so some of the greatest advancements in our humankind have happened through innovation and through people creating from the imagination first. Mm -hmm. And so uh, innovation comes through imagination. And that's where I teach people that I say that's my number one business tool. Mm -hmm. And in your case, I mean, it obviously was your imagination that created this life that you are, have dreamt of. And it's going to look different for everybody. We're all not going to have the same dream and the same, you know, desires in our lives. But if you can dream it, you can be it. Absolutely. And I'm just, um, you know, I always say to people, I hope that I'm evidence for you of what's possible. Because everything that I've experienced up until today, including we just did a live event in Toronto called Manifest Toronto last weekend. And every single thing, including that, I wrote down on a piece of paper. It's, it was literally like a grocery list of things and they just keep happening and happening. 
And there are some things that haven't happened yet, but I have this unwavering faith that they will show up for me when they are meant to. And so I don't worry about it. And okay, so that is my next question. Okay. We all have desires. We all have wants. We all have needs. Um, you know, we all have dreams and wishes. So writing it down is only a fraction of what it need what it takes to make it come true. So writing it down is like one thing, but you need to have all those things you talk about, the pa the passion, the positivity. So what is the what would you say is the first step that you would tell somebody when they make their grocery list of wishes? So most people will create a vision board and most coaches will teach you to create a vision board and then you put it up on your wall. But the thing of it is is on that vision board or that grocery list, the desires of what you want, those are goals accomplishments. It's a lifestyle, right? And so who you are today has led you to the experience of the life that you have today. And so if you want that vision board lifestyle, if you want all of those things written down, you have to answer the question, who do I need to be? So there is something within you that is resisting the attainment of those things or you would have them. So I had to step into a version of me that I had not yet been. So I had to step into more confidence, more resilience, more persistence, more discipline. I had to step into my feminine energy and believe in things like spirituality and to, to have faith. So it's in my growth, my transformation as a person, as my self-concept and identity has allowed me to now experience the life that corresponds with the person that I'm being. I think that is the best advice I have heard yet is just step into who you're not who you haven't been yet when we come back kathleen's book becoming the one this is the wellness prescription on 105.9 the region stay with us have a question for dr claudia call us at 416-335-1059 tweet us at 1059 the region or email us info at 1059 the region.com the Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. Before the break, Kathleen and I talked about Diamond Academy coaching, how she went from her nursing career to diving into, into a new career, huge leap of faith, much success, and um, it, it's not going to stop here. I, I have a feeling that you're just going to keep going and you're going to keep helping the masses, which is such a huge gift. And uh, all of us are thankful for someone like yourself who has written this amazing book, um, Becoming the One. What decide, What made you decide on the title? I actually, uh, it's the story of my very first quantum leap. So it's the story from going from a nurse who is making, you know, $3,500 a month on average to $3 million in a year in business. You know, how did I go from that? That's, we call it a quantum leap or perhaps I collapse time. So how did I do that? And that's the question people ask me all the time. How'd you do that? How'd you do that? And many people would ask me, what did you do? But one day I had this, I, I said this thing on a Zoom once with my mentor, Bob, and I said, don't ask me what I did. Ask me what I thought, because that is the key to you building and creating what you want. Your life is your thoughts, but I can help you to tell you what mine are and what I did. So I ended up writing a book, wrote it in five weeks uh, with a dear friend of mine, Peggy McCall. Um, and the the book itself as i read it as i as i was writing it it was like there was this one moment where i was like 
I am like, I am the person that is supposed to do this. I am the person that experiences this. I am the one that's in charge of my own life. I'm the one that has built my life up until now. And it was this moment of taking my control back and taking the power back. And then I had, after the book was released, I was on a Zoom call and Bob said to somebody, they asked, how do you become one with God? And he says, go read Kathleen Cameron's Becoming the One. It's a story of of it. And I went, what? And then I reflect and I'm like, wow, that is so true. Because in September of 2019, when I started studying myself, I started believing in something outside of just my human body and it changed me. So it has a couple different meanings, but it's powerful. And I love it. And I like that you also in your book talk about, you know, this concept that I say is quite new to many of us, this loving yourself concept. We d- we just don't love ourselves and we're so hard on ourselves. I'm not sure I could analyze why we could spend hours talking about it, but I think the key is just love yourself. Absolutely. You know, I say so often that the old way that I used to try to become better was to hate myself, to try to become the best of myself. So it was like, I'm a problem. I need to be fixed. You know, you're lazy. You, you're unhealthy. You know, you need to lose some weight. So it was self-hatred that drove this like trying to be better, to not hate myself. But now I teach to love yourself, to find the best of yourself. And I don't know if you know, I have a new book coming out, The Best of Yourself. Oh. Literally in like two weeks. I know. It, it's, not, it's not anywhere. It's called The Best of Yourself. And, and that model and that, that new growth model, I call it, is actually inside this book. Um, but when you do something with the energy of love, it feels so different. And then you realize that like, if I love myself today, no matter how much money I make, no matter what my body looks like, no matter my health status, I'm going to love myself anyways. And it's really powerful. Yeah, that would be uh, the most, I think that we could help heal so many people. And I use the word heal. And as much as we're healing, the healing helps the manifestation. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Agreed. So Yeah. So part of what you have done in the last, let's say, let's just, you know, for argument's sake, four years has learned to love yourself and then manifest the things that you knew you needed to do to become the one. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And the beautiful thing is too, is like, this is a journey of transformation that will happen over your lifetime. And I truly do believe that this is our soul's purpose is to remember itself and to step mm-hmm. into its grandest version. And how profound would that be if we could all feel that way? Like the world would be a very different place. Yes. And I feel like that is why your message and your work is so important and so profound. And you also talk about, you know, you use the phrase purity of mind. That kind of stuck out there because how do we keep our thoughts pure? What does that really mean? Um And how is that going to benefit us? Yeah. Well, the first thing is, is self-awareness is the most important part. So, so I was, I was unaware. I wasn't self-aware before. I was aware of the world around me and what other people thought of me and like what I wanted to be. But like, I didn't know who I was or who, who I thought I was. I didn't even really realize the cycle of thoughts that were going on in my head. So self awareness was huge. Once you become aware, you start to notice just what thoughts are good for you and which thoughts are not good for you. So I use, I use the words investing and spending. So when we spend our thoughts, we are not thinking thoughts that create what we desire for our future. 
So when we're investing our thoughts, we're thinking positive things. We're thinking of what we would love. We're thinking thoughts of love, peace, joy. You know, we're being positive with ourselves or being our best cheerleader. We're using our imagination for good instead of replaying memories of things that didn't work out. So for me, purity of mind is simply choosing to always invest your thoughts. Make sure that what you are thinking today is makes you feel good, inspires you and empowers you, but also creates for yourself or tomorrow because thoughts are energy. Mm -hmm. That's why you think of somebody and then they call you because mm-hmm. <laughs> they feel it. That's right. It's very real. They're not just within your own head and they don't impact anyone. Like they really. And it, it's so true. And we, you know, sometimes we get stuck in the idea of the past. So it doesn't serve us um, to think about what could have been, what should have. So I'm sure it crossed your mind, oh God, I should have done this like 10 years ago. Right. But it doesn't I serve yeah, you. I don't think to- of it. I don't think about that too often. No. Because I'm so focused on the present future, so I'm focused on the present moment today and the future that is to come, for me, I'm not in the present past anymore. And I used to be, for sure. It was existing in the present right now and then reliving things from the past. Uh, But I have retrained my mind. When I go to bed at night, I think about what I would love, not what happened yesterday that I'm upset about. That was the old me. And that's just one like little shift that's such a difference. I, I go to bed at night and I start dreaming about possibility instead of what do I need to do tomorrow and what did I not do today that I was supposed to do and the argument I had with my friend, you know? Yeah, that, that information and that f- sensation should be done with. Like you, we can't carry it over to the next day because that interferes with what we plan to accomplish in the day, the month, the year. Yeah. And, you know, and if there is something that's lingering and you do find that it's replaying in your mind before you go to bed, do a little journaling and be like, what does this mean to me? Like, why is this bothering me so much? Because there's a story there and it's not true. Like, because everything just is. Nothing is good or bad. It just is. It's an event. It's an experience. So if somebody says something to you one day, it's not good or bad. It just is. It's your perception of it and the meaning you give it for yourself that determines it. So if you can ask yourself, why am I offended? What am I taking personally today? Um, that'll help you to release it because you'll realize that that's like, like, likely not even what's really going on. And so do you find that like in your own life? So you've, you know, you've had such a transition, you've had, you know, so much success, you've helped so many people, that's got to feel really good. But along the way, have you I don't want to use the word lost, but have you changed your circle of people? Have you acquired people who are like-minded, who are there to empower you? And how did you feel about those people who didn't come along for the ride? Yeah. So I think it's so important to love people unconditionally. And so anybody that's been in my life that has decided not to come along for the ride, I love them anyways. And I, you know, if they were to reach out to me or talk to me or anything, I would be there and I would be supportive. But I do want to surround myself with people that think like I think that are on an elevated level of awareness and it it inspires me to keep going. So like I didn't have a lot of people around me like that and I built a community, um, but I'm so lucky now we have so many. But what I have found too is I really hold faith for people. So there are people that um, it took them a few years to, to start to think differently and to like kind of believe in what I what I teach and what I say. And uh, I just held faith that one day that they would be here alongside me. And, 
you know, I have now in my business, I have my mom and dad, my sister, uh, my business partner, the father of my kids is studying uh, himself so beautifully as well. And so um, everyone around me is choosing growth and I can only be an example for that, but we have free will. And if somebody doesn't want to choose growth, that's okay. And I will love them anyway. When I'm speaking to you, when I've read your book and I've seen you on social media, and now I have the opportunity to actually speak to you, I realize that you really are just you. You didn't change. I, I'm assuming this. And this is a beautiful uh, discovery for me because it just means that most of us are in there hiding in our own bodies, waiting to come out to be this most amazing version of ourselves that we can love unconditionally. So you're loving everybody unconditionally. We can do that to ourselves. And I'm speaking to you and I'm getting that feeling like, yeah, you were always this lovely Kathleen. You just needed to do something that was going to crack open the shell and you were going to be this magnificent person who's helping so many more people. I just had to remember who I've always been. It, it's not about becoming a new version of me. I'm not a new woman. I'm not a different woman. I'm the same woman. I just believe different things about myself now. And I've allowed some of the things that make me so great and so unique to actually be true and to actually be real. And, and so I've just remembered. Is that what chapter 10 in your book? Um, I found it interesting. Making decisions from the end. Yes. So from the end is a beautiful manifestation technique from one of the greatest teachers of metaphysical manifestation of all time, Neville Goddard. And so what Neville teaches is that when you create your end or desired result, so the life that you wish to live, the impact that you want to make, the version of you that you desire to be, who are you? How do you think? How do you feel? How do you behave? And that place exists in your imagination. So what I did is I went to that place and I thought if I could make the biggest impact with this material that I could, what would it look like? You know, how many people would I serve? In what ways would I serve them? And uh, what kind of success could I have with my book, for example? You know, how many people would I love to be able to impact through this book, et cetera? So from that end place, I then ask myself, who am I? And from there, I'm a woman who's confident, who, who shows up, who acts in faith, who is powerful, who expresses herself fully, who loves herself. So then I look and I go, well, that's all already within me. So I'm thinking and making decisions from that inspired and empowered place, not making decisions from past limitations of who I think I was yesterday. So we're, we're literally coming from the end, we say, but it's actually remembering that all along you've been this really, really empowered person. And you just need to remember that. I absolutely is so much enjoyed your book. I enjoy speaking with you and I wish you the most amazing continued success. But now if listeners want to learn more about you, get your book, join the programs. I know you have so many options and, and ways that people oh, yeah. can benefit from your work. How can they do that? Yeah. So most people find me on Instagram at Kathleen Cameron Manifest. Of course, on Facebook, YouTube is also Kathleen Cameron F Manifest. Um, and then my website is KathleenCameronOfficial.com. And what you will see on there is there's a page where you can pre-order in like a week from now, you can pre-order uh, my new book, The Best of Yourself. And then we are launching a community uh, of individuals to inspire one another called the House of Manifestation. And you can see that on my website as well. We just launched it like two days ago. 
So perfect timing. Excellent. I cannot wait. And congratulations on the second book. You can always find me on Instagram at Claudia underscore Macchiella or my website, ClaudiaMacchiella.com. That's my show for this week. If you missed it, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and of course, Audible. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you for joining me. I hope this helps you live your best life. The Wellness Prescription was brought to you by Healthy Planet. Order online at Healthy planetcanada.com or go online to find a location nearest you. 